Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. You done screwing around yet? Quit screwing around. Start us up. Start us up? Yeah. Episode 44. Let's talk the cold front and the pre-rut. So what happened last night? Last night, uh, I didn't have we're, a whole lot happening no, there. No, we were we were supposed to record. What happened? Oh, pfft. dang, Dave, he drunk and passed out on the couch. Yep, fell asleep. Fell asleep. Wasn't drunk, but I fell asleep. Puking so, all over the place. No. So here we are. You got COVID? No, I don't have no COVID. Come on, I'm trying to start rumors. You won't even help me out. I don't like rumors. So Dave passed out. Yep. And I'm blowing up his phone, blowing up Instagram, blowing up Messenger. No answer. Nope. Dead to the world. Woke up 2 a.m., seen all the messages. I had like 20 messages on there and messages, phone, voicemails too. Yep. I had, I saw everything 2 a.m. I, I was badgering them. Yep. So here we are tonight. I thought you was asking me what was happening last night. No. Okay, well, I'll tell you anyhow. Last night on the hunt, I only saw four deer. Only? Yep, it was a poopy night. It's poopy. warm though, isn't it? It was too warm. What, what was the temp? What's the temp there? Uh, it's it's right around 70 when I go out, and it drops to about 65, yeah. 63 or so when I come in at night. Guess what it was here today? Hmm. 82. Oh, my. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about cold front and uh and the rut yeah man it it's here so oh, it's starting to kick off man i uh my cameras um i have 34 cell cams out oh my and my cameras were exploding about a week ago mm-hmm. and now it got warm and literally almost nothing yeah uh some of it's at nighttime but literally all the daytime kind of went away right uh which is fine because we got a magic time coming up here um so today's thursday tomorrow's warm again here 80 82 saturday they're calling for 85 oh my i'm not even going hunting saturday i'm going supposed to rain here saturday not here supposed to be beautiful but 85 i'm going fishing Hmm. but the magic comes monday Mm. um here in maryland it goes from sunday about 75 monday hits about like 65 but then monday night gets cold and it's going i think here tuesday morning is like 48 but at the farm up by you monday night into tuesday it's going down to like 28 degrees yeah so next week i am off and i am and i'm hunting pretty much every single day and it should be an awesome week with with the cold front coming um cold all week and i think wednesday night um i saw it going down to 25 degrees up there yeah it's gonna be wednesday night here is gonna be 30 yeah at my place right but uh thursday 26 yes there you go and Friday, 29. 
yeah. Saturday, 31. Yes. So, and there's no, there's like no rain. Well, I'm sorry. There is a chance of rain Monday. Um, Monday, there's a big percentage. Yeah. And yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday, there's a pretty good percentage too, but I don't think it's going to be washouts. Yeah. So usually, you know, everything. You're missed trick or treating. Yeah. Usually everything kicks off around Halloween. So my, my favorite day, I've always said it, uh, is, is to hunt Halloween evening. Um, hopefully it's not raining, but for anybody that's getting out there, I'm telling you, I, all over Facebook, everybody's talking about this cold front, the cold front's hitting the Midwest, like right now, this weekend, Mm -hmm. um, by the time it gets to us, it's going to be, it's going to be this weekend and and Sunday and, and Monday, Tuesday. Um, but I'll be out there. I will be taking half days, which right now we're only working eight hours. So a half day for me is 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. So you're hunting half days all next week? Yep. Well, I'm going to play it by ear with that rain coming. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's going to rain, I only work till noon anyhow. I'll just stay till noon. So if you get out out 8 a.m., are you going straight to the woods? Not straight. I'm coming home and showering up and well, down. yeah, but like you're going out like 10 o'clock. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be out there by 10 and it'll be an all day sit. Gotcha. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be hunting mornings hard till about lunchtime. I'll probably come down, eat something and then head right back in. So that's yeah, my plan. Sh- should be a good week. Yeah. So let's talk about some, uh, everybody knows the cold front's coming, but let's talk about some strategies. Um, right. For me, uh, most of the week, honestly, I'll probably be hunting my farm. Um, so my stands are set up at the farm on travel corridors and pinch points. That's yeah. where they're set up. Um, and I have two stands over uh, two water holes. One of the water holes is pretty much right, in a bet, right near a bedding area. So I'll be watching that camera. Um, but I'll probably sneak in there, um, a couple mornings on the cold, cold mornings and I'll probably sneak in there and just sit there all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have some afternoon spots, uh, closer to my food plots, um, that I could, that I could sit to, right. but, uh, majority of time during the rut, from what I noticed, the bucks aren't necessarily going to be out there feeding. They may come check the food plots because there might be does in there, but it all depends where, where the, where the hot dough is, you know, they might be in there bumping them around or something, but, uh, I, I like hunting those known travel areas where the bucks are going to be cruising, looking for those. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bounce around. I'm going to take a few days cause I haven't been able to really scout like I normally would um, because this year I had those other two hunts to go on the Sika deer with you in uh, the, the New York bear hunting. And so I was doing all kind of prep work to get to go to those two hunts and things. And I, I should have been, should have been scotting more. I just, I got messed up here at the house doing things. And uh, I'm just going to go to known areas that, as you said, corridors i'm gonna be looking for acorns 
So I'm looking for, because I'm going to the mountain. I'm not, I'm not going to be hunting here around food plots and things. Um, I'm going to the mountain. I'm going to go out in the big woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel that I have a better opportunity hunting in the woods while the animals are chasing than sitting over a food plot waiting on something to show up all day. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, because because uh, an all day sit on a food plot is very unproductive until a couple hours before dark. Normally, mm-hmm. yeah. normally, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be more productive, I think, in the deep woods where mm-hmm. there's going to be some <clears throat> hopefully undisturbed areas where they'll be just roaming around and and a buck will get up and, you know, or, uh, you know, he'll get up, he'll get a doe up and get her running and uh, hopefully all heck breaks loose and. I'm hoping to see a couple good ones. Yeah, I got I got some good ones at the farm. Uh, I'm gonna be paying a lot of attention to that to that cut bedding area that we made. Uh, be almost two years ago now, mm-hmm. because last year, um, the first week of November, I did not hunt because I actually did have COVID. And when I pulled my, I didn't have a cell cam there, but when I pulled the camera, I had a a video, just a regular camera. I pulled the card on it. And I had some big bucks mm. that were coming down through the bedding area, hitting the water hole. And then I had a couple of videos of a, a really, really good buck that was actually chasing a doe kind of like around the water hole. Right. So I'm going to be focusing on that area. And then last year uh, during opening day, a rifle, I shot my buck, uh, that 10 pointer. Um, I shot on a travel corridor, so I'm going to be paying attention to that as well. Have you ever shot a buck and rut from a stand that you hung and decided this is going to be a rut stand? Or did you just go in or did you ever just go in and do like a hang and hunt type thing? Because Uh, I'm going to be honest, my two biggest bucks were hang and hunts. I did not focus on that area all because I scouted it and thought this is the place to be. I just went into an area one day with the stand on my back and thought, this looks good. I'm going to climb a tree right here. And I killed the two biggest bucks that way. Yep. So my old house where I used to live, I had 30 acres that I could hunt on. And I set a stand up. I had stand set, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to move, move this or put another stand over here. And I was off for two weeks straight and it was extremely hot. And I hunted pretty much every single day in stands that were already hung. And it was just so, it was so hot. And I just, I wasn't seeing much. So I grabbed my lock on and I walked to a different area and I set up. And when I pulled my, I uh, put my sticks up, hung the tree. I climbed into the stand. As I was pulling my bow up, I heard something. Now I look over real quick. Here comes this big buck that was chasing a <laughs> doe right in front of me. I'm like, holy crap. So I pulled my bow up real quick. And I left the the hook on my cam. Oh. And I hurried up, grabbed my bow. And I, I'm like this. And I just gave it a little. And. and shot it and it ran across the field 50 yards and and died but mm. that was that was a hanging hunt 
you know, yeah. I mean, it was private land, but um, public land, I did the same thing and I shot a, a piebald eight huh. pointer. Neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can work. Oh yeah. I like to hang a hunt thing during the rut. I, yeah. I, I don't go to normally to known stands. I mean, I do have one stand location that I do have set specifically to go to during the rut. I am going to go sit that one night. Uh, I already, it's, it's been up for, for over a month. The stand mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so I will go there because in years past that's produced for me. So I know it's a good area and, and I, I hung that stand, but this week, like I said, coming up, I will be doing a little bouncing. Well, when I go to the farm, I'm taking my lock on, Yeah, you know, just because if I see it, you know, the deer are using a different trail or, you know, I just want to change or something. I'm going to have it with me. Yeah. Um, but going back to the food plot thing, um, I don't, like you said, I don't really hunt food plots during a rut. I mean, yeah, the does maybe come in there to feed, but the food plot's so large, yeah, you know, and you're trying, you know, and you're going to be all over the place, especially if the buck's chasing her, right. you're better off. I think we mentioned this like three or four podcasts ago, but you're better off hunting off of that on a trail yeah. leading to that food plot. Mm-hmm. That way it's more precise, more predictable, and it can give you a better shot. I mean, he still might be cruising. But at least he's on that trail, and he's not bird dogging the deer out out in the plot. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I just I just don't think sitting over a plot all day would be Mm-mm. interesting to me. I'd end up falling asleep probably, and I I would rather be in the deep woods. And like tonight, uh, you had texted me earlier and I said, I only seen one deer. Well, I, I ended up seeing a total of eight deer tonight mm-hmm. and I got pinned in a tree again by a buck. There's a little buck under me. Uh, he come, he come in right at last light. And, uh, in fact, I stood up and got ready because I was going to zip him. I thought it was a doe. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to give him one, but then I seen an antler sticking up and I was like, yeah, okay. So I sat down and waited for him to walk off. And then I got down. You almost shot a sick of deer. Oh boy, that's what it looked like. Looked like a sicka spike. Mm-hmm. Sika, sika spike. Sika. Yeah, I know. Some I'm gonna get attacked on my video for saying sika. <laughs> eh, I still say sika. Sika, sitka. If I got people write me, hey, congratulations on your sitka, and they put a mm-hmm. T in there, like the sitka gear, like the the clothing. Yeah, right. I guess there is a sitka deer though, right? I mean, I believe sitka stag. Somehow. No, it's Sika, S-I-K-A, Sika, well, Sika Stag. I mean, but I, I, th- I thought somewhere else in the world there might have been a Sitka. I don't mm, know. Don't know. I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone will know and comment. Yeah. But, so, I mean, there's that clothing line with a T in it, Sitka. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, did you see the weather for the second week? Yeah, fifteen day it warms back up again. It, I was just gonna say it warms up again, and it's that's why I'm figuring on taking my half days next yeah. week. Yeah, yep. And then I'll I play it by ear from there on out. Yeah, I had a couple guys. The reason I bring that up is I had a couple guys <laughs> text me today or message me on Facebook, and uh, well, a couple were on Instagram, but um, they asked when I was hunting, and I said, well, I'm just following this cold front coming, and it actually times perfectly when I was going to take off. 
And they said, well, did you see the, like the 15 day forecast? It warms back up. And I'm like, yeah, it, it does it the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, I remember the first week of November was 75 degrees, 80 degrees. It was burning up. Uh, and then the year before that, it was hot. Now this year, it's actually playing out perfect because usually that for Halloween, you get a warm spell. Well, we're actually getting a cold spell. So there should be a lot of deer <laughs> killed very soon. Yeah. The, very, the, very soon. The deer I saw tonight were chasing. Were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I seen a couple of tails and then a, a little buck go after them. Yep. Yeah, they're and, pushing. Yep. They're pushing them all over the woods right now. So today's I mean, the, it's, it's going to get good. Today's the 26th. So, yeah. Around, I mean, where I'm at. Maryland, probably be the same up in PA, but uh, it's Halloween. Halloween's right. that magic, that magic right. day where it all kind of takes off. About six years ago, I shot a really good buck on Halloween night, um, and that was overlooking a field, not a food plot, but just I was on the edge of a field, and it came walking along that field, kind of on a high speed walk, but he was on a doe, mm-hmm. and I ended up shooting him. And then I shot the doe. So um, field edges, um, inside corners like that, anywhere you can, you have precise movement, uh, whether you, it's a major trail that was already there or like a travel route that you had made or sneaking into a bedding area. You know, my, my farm now, I actually just got access to this. Um, like, two months ago there's an old so around the perimeter of the property there is a logging road Mm -hmm. and it's literally the the property line so when the property was was logged out uh years ago so if you follow that road around the uh logging road and keep going off of my property it continues to go and then it goes around to the right and goes out to a main road. Well, mm-hmm. my landowner for the property that I lease has permission, a easement type setup to where he can use that road, that go that logging road that goes out to the neighbor's property and out to the main road. Okay. So, so I can, right away. Yeah. So I can get, and that's right where my bedding area is that we cut. So I can actually come through that backside and not disturb 90% of my property having to walk through it to nice. get to that bedding area. I can walk through five, 2% of the property and get right to my bedding area. Nice. I just had that happen like two months ago. That's okay. So huh. I can sneak right into that bedding area and sit there all day. Got anybody asking you about scrapes right now? Yes. Okay. Want to talk about something controversial? Pee in it. Nah, that's old. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? Do does urinate in a scrape? Do does urinate in a scrape? Yes. Yeah. I believe they do. I've seen. But it. have you seen it? I've seen. I was it. just. I was just gonna say. <clears throat> I've got tons and tons of trail camera pictures, and I have zero does urinating in a scrape mm-hmm. so i just wanted to pose the question and ask to the folks 
what are they what are their thoughts on applying estrus urine straight to a scrape obviously that is the strategy that these urine companies want you to buy into and uh that is something that everybody does is puts that estrus right to the scrape but of all the deer in the woods do you not think that a deer picks up a trail in the woods and follows that and finds the deer much easier than hitting that scrape and then trying to track a doe mm. i believe i believe you would probably better be better off with a drag rag making some drags yep i've done that a lot of i used to i don't use much deer lord now as i, I did i'm not a yarn guy i'm really yeah, not yeah as i did years ago but i've had good success with it um right. making drags and you know and things like that but i have firsthand seen does pee and scrapes i mean mm -hmm. does pee a lot like yeah. i haven't i mean i've seen on trail camera i've seen it in while well, hunting two bucks you know making a scrape and then they you know put their glands together and pee right. but does how many times have we hunted over at the old farm and all them does peeing in the food plot yeah right in the food plot i mean they eat yep. and pee eat and pee yep. eat pee poop, wherever they're eat, standing pee, poop. yeah wherever yep. they're standing um yep. i haven't seen a lot of bucks do that but if you think about it you don't see a lot of bucks peeing in the food plot i i, I guess I, I guess i never thought of it yeah mm. but you see a lot of does do that yeah they're um, slobs they're slobby yeah they're, they're <laughs> nasty yeah peeing all over the place peeing but, on their um, own on their own food yep but i actually seen a doe last year pee the scrape was there it was already made but a doe came down this trail went to this scrape peed right in it huh i so. I, I personally I may have seen it before, but right now I can't recollect. Yeah. But I don't very, let's put it this way. I don't very often see a doe pee near or in a scrape. Mm -hmm. A majority of them are, like we said, they just go wherever they want. So yeah. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to be is the av devil's advocate here and, and, and see if people think that it would be better to use a drag rag because I think you're going to be more productive that way than mm -hmm. just dumping deer pee in the dirt in a scrape. Yeah. As that's my personal opinion. I think you're going to get more production out of a drag rag. Yeah. I mean, depending and, and how remember, far and remember to, you know, douse it a couple of times on the way because they will follow it to the strongest scent, you know? So I think the drag works good during like, I think right now it would like, be good. Yeah, like peak rut, chasing, you know. Yep. Um, when they're trailing and things. Right, because if you're, the longer your trail is, you know, if they're if they're all over the woods, you know, you know, chasing or looking, seeking, um, they run across that trail. They're gonna follow. They're gonna follow it. I've yep. I've had them deer walk right to my stand doing that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it does work. I usually use um like buck urine or doe urine, uh, if I do use it, I'll just put it on a, a, a wick and just hang it in the tree. 
you know, with me, um, just to let it blow. But uh, I've also, I'll tell you what, about 10 years, 12 years ago, I was hunting on public land. And it was a public land by me where you had to, it wasn't really a lottery. You just had to put, you could pick three days a year to hunt it. That's how it was back then. And you would pick certain days. Well, I picked this day and it was right around, it was right around Halloween. And back then I used to take, it might've been longer than 12 years ago, but back then I used to take 35 millimeter Film roll cameras. films, yep. put cotton balls in them. Yep. That's what I used to do. <laughs> yep. And I filled the thing with tinks. Right. D- dough and heat. And I walked back across this cornfield, down this, down this ridge, up the ridge, down the ridge, up the ridge, got to this backside. I set two of these things out and I used to uh, hot glue a clothespin to them. Mm-hmm. And I would just clip it onto a tree. Right. And it was blowing kind of off to the side a little bit. This buck, I, it's on the wall right there. This buck came walking over this ridge. I mean, on a, I mean, on a trot, came right to this uh, 35 millimeter roll film of cotton balls, put his nose right on it, shot him. Hmm. This buck right here, you can't see that? it, but it's off to the side right here. I hunted my buddy's farm. This was probably 18 years ago, but back then they made this stuff called still steaming buck semen. Yeah. This, this stuff, I'm telling you, I put it out on a, on a, on a wick. This buck right there, eight pointer came running to this wick and shot it. <laughs> so there's guys that'll say sense don't work and, and stuff like that. They 100% can work. Can work. Do they spook deer? Hundred percent. Sometimes, yeah. But they can work. So if you're having trouble struggles and you just want to try something, just change it up. Try some scent. Yeah, for you sure. Know, there's there's good scents out there. You just got to find it. Um, but it can work. One hundred percent. I've yeah. shot two deer right on my wall, and just from using a thirty-five millimeter roll, putting some cot balls in it. Right. Yep. I used to do the same thing. Yep. yep. For sure. So and and back then, there wasn't a whole lot of yarn to choose from. No, you had tanks and you had some Kirshners. Yeah, you had that still steaming um, brand. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot. What it, what's that one called? Indian Pete or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, change tactics. Get get creative this time. Right now, uh, you can even use a, like a like a rattling bag. You know, I, I called in this uh, eight-pointer, I don't know, seven, eight years ago at my old house, uh, just sitting there rattling in the tree a little bit. It came, it was midday, right. just came running right out in front of me, came right to it. I have never had any luck with that thing. I haven't had luck with antlers, mm-hmm. like actual antlers, but that little rattle bag, yeah. I've I've had a few bucks come into it. Um, I rattle bag. It, it worked a few times. It, I had, I have... I have a little bleat call, and I, I've shot some doe with it before. They yeah. they got curious because it sounded like a yep. fawn, and they would mm-hmm. they'd come running in or walking in, whichever. Yeah. And I, I've shot a few doe that way, but but yeah, I mean it it's 
I, I wouldn't get too crazy with all this stuff, you know, but I mean, no, you don't want to go overboard. Yeah. You, you use a little bit, use your head a little bit too. And, uh, you can be a little bit creative and it might work out for you. It may not. Well, the areas it's going, it's going to work is low pressure areas where they're not getting, where, where the bucks and stuff aren't smelling 50 different urines from people trying yeah. different gimmicks and tactics and stuff. It's right. going to work in low pressure areas where that buck gets a whiff of something and that he's not smelling, associating with danger, people, you know, and, yep. and things it's going to work better that way than it is if you're hunting some public land where you're walking through the woods and you see 10 different bottles of tinks, aerosol cans sitting on the ground. Like I have in the yeah. past, Yeah. Um, the one public land spot that I have, I found a spot where I saw like three hooks up in a tree that people left and below the tree, there's about 10 cans of tinks, like the aerosol mm-hmm. stuff. So an area like that, it's probably not going to work, but if you got a private farm somewhere with low pressure, um, and you put out some some urine, you're going to have work. you're going to have a way better chance of it working than than something yeah. like that on public. Yeah, it could land. work. It could work. That's like a grunt call too. I don't know. I, I I do carry a grunt call, but I only I only I very rarely ever do a blind grunt, but. I'll use it to maybe stop an animal that's chasing or something or, Mm -hmm. or just circling me and doesn't even know I'm there. Maybe grunt and see if I can catch his attention. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's certain things you can try and, and, and you can get away with it right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When they're vulnerable, you know, well, just don't go overboard and be blowing that thing like a trumpet. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story real quick. uh, Just because it all relates to trying something new i was uh i was maybe like 16 or 17 or something and i was hunting my buddy my buddy day's uh grandparents house he, he had like 12 she had like 12 acres there and there were some nice bucks there well it was during a rut it was like maybe it was probably like the first or second of november and there was a um there was a really nice eight pointer there so i got in the tree and it was in the afternoon and I had a grunt call and I blind blind called like three, four times or something. Here comes his buck, the buck I was after. He come crossing this stream, came up to me, but he hung up at like 40 yards. This buck was so out of it from being in rut. It was insane. I hit the call again. He got closer. I hit the call again. He got closer and he's just, he's just looking. He comes up to me about 20 yards by this time. I'm a mess. I'm like, I'm shaking. <laughs> I release an arrow, right? I miss. He jumps like 10 feet, just stands there, just stands there, right? I knock another arrow. I draw. I miss again. Oh my! I shot. I had five arrows in my quiver. The fifth arrow, I finally hit him. <clears throat> but he, I, every time I shot, he would maybe run like 10 yards, 15 yards. I give it mur, mur, another call. He'd come right back in. Huh. He, he was so delusional because he was dumb at that time of year because yeah, he right. had one he had one thing on his mind. Vulnerable. If I didn't have a grunt call, you know, and or yep. whatever, I may have never had that opportunity. And right. I remember the old Roger Raglan videos. Right. Everybody everybody knows Roger Raglan. One of his videos, he said, it always stuck with me. 
He said, if you got a buck and you're bow hunting and he's out at a hundred yards, are you just going to let him walk out of your life? He's right. like, do something, something, make a call, you know, grunt to him or bleat to him. Something right. try. He's a hundred yards away or do something. So that's what you have. You just got to be creative and try yeah. something. Don't yeah. go, don't be dumb with it, but, um, try something for sure. Well, episode 44, cold fronts, cold front, man. It's coming. Do something. Yes. <laughs> try it's something coming. new. Try something new. Get aggressive. That, if you have to, that cold front is coming and I want everybody to let it over the next week to let us know how the heck it is going. What you're seeing. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Let's see if, see if it uh, helps. I you want out. I want real stories on what people are seeing during the rut. If you're hunting the rut this coming week in the cold front, tell us what you're seeing. Yep. Tell us your tactics. Yep. And good luck. All right, guys. That's 44. We'll see you on the next one. Later.